My name's Nico Piazza, and welcome to the third episode of my podcast. So the movie I'm going to be talking about today is Pan's Labyrinth. Um, it's a fantasy war, war film. That's the genre, and it's rated R. It was uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro, and it's entirely in Spanish. So all the subtitles are in English, but the, the dialogue's in Spanish, so... Um, that's very, that's interesting. And I'd give a little summary, but I'm assuming since it's rewatchables, everyone's quote unquote had to have seen the movie. Um, but yeah, some, uh, some inspiration from this movie actually comes from Spanish folklore about, um, uh, dating back to like Roman mythology about fawns, which are just the, the gatekeepers to the underworld basically. But, um, yeah, I'd rank this movie in, in the top of my fantasy list of shows and movies, um, definitely, just because it's able to mix something dark with something that's a, that we normally take as light and happy um, in a fairy tale. Uh, for the segments of this, first to start it off, this, uh, this movie scored an 8.2 on IMDb, so it's a pretty high score anything over an eights really is a really good movie and it yielded 83.9 million at the box office um when we're just talking about the movie i mean guillermo del toro just did a, a great job in, like designing the characters in this movie that's in the monsters um there's a lot of monsters that ophelia the main character enters um when she's completing tasks to go into the underworld and stuff um but it's just the the monsters that he designed are very, very unique. Like, creepy. They stick with you, um, and and what I like the most about it is that there's very very limited CGI. A lot of these are animatronics or just costumes that are just just really creepy. Um, yeah. And uh, again, the movie's completely in Spanish. For some people, that may be a drawback. Personally, for me, I like that it was in Spanish. Um, which is weird. Normally, normally I hate reading subtitles, but it just, it just felt more pure being in Spanish. I feel like if it was translated into English, it'd take away an aspect of the film being that it took place in Spain during the, during World War II, during, um, Spanish civil war. It just, it just felt more pure. It felt right. Um, one thing I will say that I, I wasn't too crazy about, but it's okay is, um, the main, the main plot not regarding Ophelia and her trying to enter the underworld to be with her true parents. Um, uh, a drawback is like the main plot between the the fascists um, in the film and the rebels in Spain is just pretty generic. It's just, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I mean, there's no way around it. It gets the point across, but I feel like I've seen that type of story between I've just seen that story before, so um, that's okay. But my favorite scene in the movie is definitely got to be the pill, the pill man scene. Um, this guy is just, ugh, it's creepy. It's um, so he's a, he's a pale, wrinkly guy. Basically, he's not even a human. Um, on his hands, his eyes are on his hands, and his fate, and he's blind on his head. So, Ophelia's sent with the task to enter this this being's um castle and in here she has to get a golden key but 
the one rule, the one warning she's given is don't eat any of the food on this thing's table. And if you eat the food on this thing's table, it'll awaken it. And the folklore behind this this being is that it um, it basically kills children and eats their souls. And Ophelia being 11 years old, prime victim to, to, the, to the pale man. So obviously, I mean, this is another like predictable thing, but she goes in, gets the key, can leave, doesn't wake up the pale man, but decides to eat a grape off the table. Just very frustrating. And the pale man goes after, he's awoken. And yeah, um, thank, obviously she gets away, thankfully, but it's just a very stressful scene. But what I like most is just, it's just such a creepy character. And it's so, it's not fake looking at all. Like it, it literally looks real because um, it's not CGI. It's nothing. It's, it's literally just a costume and it's very creepy. Um, they did a great job, the director. Um, something that aged well was definitely the ending scene. The ending scene of this movie is pretty perfect. I mean, it's it it's sad. Um, Ophelia ultimately gets shot um, by her stepdad, and I just I hate seeing kids die in movies. I think it's a weak a weak exit to create like fear and guilt in the audience. But in here, it just work it works so well. Like in order to truly enter the underworld to be with her her um her true parents which are the king and queen of the underworld so ophelia is basically her her true she, she was reincarnated in this human body but she's really supposed to be the princess of the underworld and to get back to the underworld she has to complete these tasks that are given to her by a fawn which is basically like a goat sheep-like creature that guards the portal to the underworld and like an example of one of the tasks was getting the golden key from like the pale man and stuff like that. And the final task is she has to um, deliver the blood of an innocent into the portal for her to be accepted into the underworld. And um, her, her human mother is just had a son. So it's just a, another baby, newborn baby. And the fawn says, you have to kill the baby the, we need the baby's blood in order to get you into the the underworld because you need to sacrifice the blood of an innocent and ophelia ophelia refuses because it's her brother and she doesn't want him to die so the fawn ultimately um rejects her from entering the underworld so ophelia's super like upset she has the baby in her hand but the baby's her stepfather is the true father of the kid and she shoots Ophelia because they had a really, really bad relationship, the two of them. And she shoots Ophelia because Ophelia stole the baby from the father. And the father shoots her and takes the baby back. And this is all while Ophelia is hovering over the portal to the underworld. And um, she ultimately dies, Ophelia. But as she's dying, her blood drips into the portal. And that counts as the blood of an innocent and the best part was is when when she does enter the under the enter the underworld it was it wasn't part of the plan of the fawn of the fawn to actually have the little brother die but the only way she could have been accepted into the other world through that third task is if she sacrificed her own life for the life of an innocent to save an innocent life 
so I thought that was that was really cool um yeah it was just a great it was just a great scene a great ending obviously I I don't ex- the best way to just you just got to watch it again just watch the whole movie it's a great movie um a scene that didn't age well was when the stepdad of Ophelia Captain Vidal he just he just he catches two two farmers in the woods that were hunting rabbits they claimed they were hunting rabbits but he didn't believe them so he <laughs> he beats one of them's the father one of them's the son he beats the son to death with a wine bottle i believe a wine bottle he beats him to death with a wine bottle in front of his dad who's watching the dad's just just in so much pain and uh and then he just shoots the dad in the head and he didn't believe that they were out hunting for rabbits and they searched through the bags of the men and turns out they were actually hunting through the for rabbits so I just, I just, the scene is just very, it, it felt, it was necessary to build the character of um, the stepdad just to show how evil he was, but it, it's just disturbing the way they, uh, the characters were killed off. Um, ultimately though, I think, I think this movie, I really recommend this movie. I, I, again, if you're not into fantasy, that's fine. I'm not into fantasy either. But this movie's much more than that. It's the way it's able to... It's almost like something sweet and salty, you know? Like, the way it's able to mix something so lighthearted like a fairy tale and something so dark with, like, the Spanish Civil War and just ultimately death is just very... It's beautiful. It really is, like, not in a, you know, in a cliche way. But, yeah, it's it's a really good movie. And I really recommend it to anyone who wants to watch it. So Drew asked me a question regarding the cast, so I'm going to play that right now. Uh, so I know you talk a lot about uh, <clears throat> the main character and her adventures. Uh, as far as casting goes, who uh, who plays the uh, main character? So some of the cast of the main characters in this movie, um, Ophelia, the main, the, the main character, was played by uh, Ivana Bing. Baccaro, Ivana Baccaro. I'm going to butcher some of these names because they're all in Spanish, but sorry. <laughs> um, the Pale Man and the Fawn are actually played by Doug Jones. Um, Captain Vidal is played by Sergi Lopez. And the Mercedes, one of the mistresses, um, is played by Maribel Verdu. So, yeah, not a very popular cast here in the United States, but I'm sure they're all very reputable in Spain. Thanks for tuning into today's podcast. Um, listening back, just realized I said the word ultimately like twenty times, but um, I took that in one take. I didn't. I didn't want to retake it more than once. I wanted my pure. Uh, my I wanted you guys to hear my pure reaction. So, yep. If you enjoyed it, let me know. Leave a comment or whatever. And yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>